Well, hi there and welcome. Take two with Jerry and Debbie and you getting underway. Today we're going to talk about something that you can't really talk about. Well, a priest can't talk about it because he's under the seal of the sacrament. We're going to talk about confession today. You don't need to confess any sins on the air, but we want to talk about how you approach this beautiful sacrament of mercy, of healing, of grace. How do you prepare to go to confession? Um, do you, uh, how, do you, how do you encourage your kids to understand this when they're of age to, uh, to go to confession? Um, maybe, maybe you don't see the need to confess your sins to a, a human being, but as Catholics, we see the, uh, the priest is in persona Christi. So we're talking about confession today. Uh, from any different angle you'd like to come at it with at 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. So how do you prepare for the sacrament of confession? Also, to please read in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the, se- the seven sacraments of the Church under Chapter 2, the Sacraments of Healing. It's a healing sacrament. Begin at paragraph 1422. I love this, Jerry. Those who approach the sacrament of penance obtain pardon from God's mercy for the offense committed against him and uh, and uh, are at the same time reconciled with the church which they have wounded by their sins and which by charity by example and by prayer labors for their conversion jerry it's the mystical body of christ when we sin we wound the body of christ we go to confession with this this wonderful healing sacrament of reconciliation we're back in the church we're building up the body of christ after we receive this wonderful sacrament how do you take two family prepare for this incredible healing sacrament? Please read the catechism. It's so awesome. I love the catechism. Did you know Blessed Carlo Acutis, 15 years old, knew the catechism inside and out? Did you know that? I believe it, yeah. Yeah, pretty amazing, smart, huh? smart young man, yeah, absolutely. I know. So there you go. We want to hear from you. 833 3986. Please call in and tell us how you prepare for this great sacrament. Yeah, and how you've grown spiritually through the reception of the sacrament of uh, confession, penance, reconciliation. It goes under a number of different names. Um, Maybe you have a favorite examination of conscience, or maybe you don't know what the church means when we talk about an examination of conscience prior to going to confession. Um, Also, Debbie always says you don't have to be Catholic to call in. If you're a faith tradition, your Christian church tradition doesn't have uh, a confession like the Catholic church does, um, you want to share... you know, how you go to God and, and get healing and, and forgiveness for your sins, or maybe you just want to ask, you're curious, or maybe you're critical of the Catholic Church's teachings. You don't think we should be confessing to a man. Any one of these things, because we want to talk about this, learn and grow closer to God and deeper in our faith. So call now your takes on the Sacrament of Confession at 833-288-3986. I just love the Catechism of the Catholic Church. It goes on to say, it is called the Sacrament of Forgiveness, since by the priest's sacramental absolution, God grants the penitent pardon and peace. Jerry, pardon and peace. You walk, that's why people walk out of the confessional and they feel like they're floating. They mm-hmm. feel so light in their spirit and, and in their heart and in their mind, and they just feel like they can fly. That's why people love the sacrament of confession. That's why so many um, non-Catholics ask about going to confession. They want that experience, that, that understanding. It's an incredible sacrament that we have in the Catholic Church. 
maybe you were away from uh, the sacrament of confession for a while. Maybe you still are right now. Maybe it's been 5, 10, 15, 20. Debbie and I once heard of a lady who went, made, came back to confession after 70 years. 70 years. God wants you to come back. So please, please call if you have been away from the sacrament and maybe you have concerns about you know telling a, another human being your sins, although he is in, in the person of Christ. Maybe you're nervous. Maybe you think Father is going to get upset or mad at you. Maybe you think, uh, you know, you have just too much shame. You know, we don't, we, we can't, we don't have to have shame going into this beautiful sacrament. So mm-hmm. let's talk about confession today. How long has it been? How do you prepare? 833-288-3986. I was in sacramental prep for many years, um, taught um, sacrament prep to um, young, you know, to young kids receiving the first reconciliation, and then also to to older uh, children and adults. And I will I will share with you, Jerry. This is my own personal uh, opinion on this. I I'd have to check to see if any saints uh, wrote about this, or if, if it's in the catechism somewhere buried within the understanding of the sacrament of reconciliation. But tell me what you think about this. I personally feel that when you're standing or sitting in the confession line and you are going through that examination of conscience, right? And you're, you're sitting there waiting in that anticipation of getting ready to go into the c- confession box and to, to um, you know, confess your sins. I believe there's a healing that takes place prior to going into confession. Mm. And why do I say that? Because I've experienced it. I have experienced it's it's the I, I believe because God stand this is my personal opinion, because God stands outside of time and space. I believe that when you make the effort, when you are waiting, there's a there's a healing process that happens even before you go into confession. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I think so, yeah, because you know, my understanding of it is, you know, we when we sin, we can actually confess it to God right away. And maybe it's not sacramental confession, but I would say that it probably disposes our heart and our soul to receiving the grace that comes through the sacrament. We're obviously, as Catholics, we're bound to go to the sacrament of confession if it's mortal sin. I think, what is it, once a year for venial sin, something like that. But I, I think that's a great point, Debbie. You know, the, the healing and the forgiveness actually start the minute we uh, show remorse and repentance in our hearts, mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So use that time in a very intimate, precious way, folks, because um, it's incredible. So that's why the whole entire experience, driving to church to go to confession, waiting in line, maybe sometimes a half an hour, an hour to go into confession, right, to, to receive the sacrament. After confession, what do you do after you you receive that the great healing sacrament? Do you spend time with our Lord? Do you spend time contemplating what 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 Father has has spoken to you? Do you do you take time to understand where your come from is um, in your heart at that point? Now that now that there's been a bit of a transformation going through the sacrament. Oh, so many things we can talk about, mm-hmm. Jerry. Can you tell I love this healing sacrament? It's one of my favorite sacraments. I mean, you know I'm big on the Eucharist. The Eucharist is everything for me, and it should be for mm-hmm. every Catholic. But the Sacrament of Reconciliation is right up there, and I love it. Well, another angle, too, on this. Maybe you have trouble believing that your sins are actually forgiven. Maybe you carry them out of the confessional with you just like you carry them in. That's not the way it's supposed to be, but maybe you have a little bit of a burden sometimes. We can talk about maybe how to alleviate that. So much talking about how do you prepare for and receive the sacrament of confession. 833-288-3986. 
You know what we say always on this show? Well, there are many things we always say, but one of them is your lived experiences are going to make a difference in the lives of people who are tuned in right now as we talk about confession, the Catholic sacrament of confession, reconciliation, penance, sacrament of forgiveness, sacrament of healing. We could go on and on. How do you prepare for that? And how do you, you know, right after the major confession, how do you feel? Do you feel like your sins, you know, kind of maybe aren't yet forgiven? Maybe you hold on to those things because the church really wants us to let go of those things. So let's talk about this at 833-288-3986. We have calls we are going to get to in just a moment, but maybe you haven't heard yet about the Mother Angelica Memorial. It's at EWTN's website, EWTN.com. And it's dedicated to Mother Angelica, where you can celebrate her remarkable life. Okay, it's, it's filled with photos, milestones, heartfelt stories, and her wit and words, as we all know, that have inspired the hearts of all ages throughout the years. So visit EWTN.com slash Mother Angelica today and see the Mother Angelica Memorial. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Jerry, I wanted to just share with our listeners, um, we're getting a lot of comments coming in uh, via YouTube, Facebook. We're waving to you guys. Love you guys. You got the chats going. We're going to share more about the Sacrament of Reconciliation and the details of that because uh, every church does it, like, I shouldn't say every church. Mo- uh, churches do it differently. So we'll, we'll c- try to cover as best we can. But we need you to call in and, and share with us how you personally prepare for the sacrament. Maybe you don't care for the sacrament and it, and it makes you very uncomfortable. Let's talk about it. Remember, on take two, we cover all angles. We cover the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, and maybe you went to confession and you had a terrible experience. Let's talk about it, please. 833-288-3986 is the number to call. Do you want to share with Father Wade? Father Wade Menezes weighed in, and I just, I love him so very, very much. He's such an incredible priest. Would, do you want to share? I think he's so wonderful when we get affirmations from our, from our clergy. Yeah, Father Wade is on open line on Tuesdays, and he just called and says, great topic. It's really wonderful to hear the laity promoting confession. Too often, only clergy promote confession. So, Father Wade, thank you for that encouraging word, and thank you for being your priest and being in persona Christi to forgive us of our sins. So, thank God bless you, Father, for what you've done and your vocational calling. Yep. Thank you for saying yes, Father. Okay, so let's hear what Lou has to say, Jerry, in Los Angeles, California, on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Lou. Welcome to Take Two. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, my comment and or question is um, reconciliation is certainly renewing and, and refreshing, and, and, and I find joy in it um, after preparing and going. But I find that it seems my parish in particular does not have private uh, confession booths, so to speak, Um it's uh, either in a, a space where you're sitting across the table face-to-face with, with the priest or uh, with another priest over uh, near uh, Statue of Mary, um, seated again at the table uh, or kneeling. And uh, sometimes another priest will stand over at the other side of the church, uh, uh, closer to the altar, and you'll stand uh, sort of facing away from each other. But it's not private. And so... Um, Often, you know, we don't go to reconciliation to share things we're proud of and that we, we want to talk about. We go to, you know, confess and, and express our remorse and, and you know, ask for forgiveness for things that we're not proud of. Um, and I wonder, it, it can be quite uncomfortable, and I've seen people from other parishes nearby that 
I know, even sometimes sisters uh, that are uh, assigned to a parish nearby will come to our parish uh, for reconciliation. And they don't have privacy either. So I'm wondering how how to feel about this, and is it as awkward for the priests as it is for mm-hmm. those of us that are lay people in the parish to to have to be face to face? And um, how do how do the priests feel with this and feel about it when they see us out there at mass, you know, day to day during the week after we've gone through something like that? And mm-hmm. why perhaps we don't have more more parishes with 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 the booths for privacy? Right, 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 right. Well, um, let me just share, I, uh, just so you know, Lou, uh, you're in Los Angeles, so I'm not sure if you belong to what they call a mega parish, which is a very big parish of, of several thousand families that are registered there, or you're in a smaller parish in L.A. I would presume it's, it's pretty big since you have a big population. Um, in Arizona, we have a lot of mega parishes. I'm in the Diocese of Phoenix. I can just tell you some of the, some of the logistics and the protocol that happens here. So I don't know if this is... Um, a good example uh, or an understanding generally of what's happening around the country and even the world. I can tell you in the Diocese of Phoenix, um, we do have mega parishes. We have a lot of people that go to confession. So we don't have the the kind of old, a lot of our churches don't have the old-fashioned confessional uh, private boxes or, or places to um, go to the sacrament. Um, why is that, Lou? Uh, for many reasons. Sometimes they've, they've um, remodeled the church. Um, things have changed. A lot more parishioners. And also, too, Lou, for safe environment purposes, a lot of times they got away from the old-fashioned confessional box where it was closed because you didn't want any um, misunderstanding or any situation happen behind closed doors. Um, as a matter of fact, the uh, church that I attend in Arizona, um, the pastor put in glass uh, windows in the confessional for that exact reason. So there was no um, no uh, misunderstanding of what happens in the confessional. So there's a um, there's the safe environment thing that also plays into is a factor. But also too, Lou, I would just say this: I deal with that all the time. That the priest is right out in the sanctuary or in the narthex of the church or in the hallway and has a chair and is ready to hear confessions. Um, there's a couple things that you can do. You can put your head down when you put your head down and you start confessing your sins, um, the priest knows that you probably wanted to go behind a screen, and he will he will usually, if he's very aware of what's happening, he will turn he will turn a, a little bit away or he'll he'll put his head down. I've had that happen. Or uh, sometimes priests uh, will tur- turn at an angle. And, and so that you have the opportunity to go, um, you know, face to face, or you can stay um, kind of confessing your sins to the side of, of the priest. Um, and so there's ways to, to get around that. Now, as for the protocol, Lou, I will tell you that people are not supposed to be able to hear other people's confessions and stuff like that. That's the thing that always gets me, Jerry and Lou. Um, I have seen people, uh, innocent, you know, laity sitting way too close 
to priests and and the and the person that's going to confession it's not pro- it's not proper you're supposed to be 10 to 12 to 15 you know 15 feet away so folks if you're if you're going to confession stay stay far away you don't usually there's a lot of pews or a lot of chairs you can sit at so you don't have to be so close to the actual confession happening so i don't know if that helps lou but there's ways to get around it and i just want to tell you lou that we're all in the same boat and and so are the priests. Everybody's got sins. We're we're part. This is this is what's happened with um, Adam and Eve, and and this is what we deal with. And I will tell you that in all the years I've worked with priests, I can tell you that they they don't have a very good memory. I mean, they they hear so many confessions. It's not like it registers and says, and they say, oh, there's Debbie and there's all her sins. They don't, that, that's not how it works. So I think the good Lord, there's a grace there that happens for all of us. I don't know if that helps Lou, but Jerry, you probably have something much more profound to say. Well, I've got a couple things. You're, you're talking about the holy amnesia that a lot of priests mention that is kind of a, just, just kind of tongue in cheek, but I mean, it, it, I think God really does give the grace of forgetting sins because they hear so many of them. But Lou, any comments on what Debbie was sharing there first before I weigh in? No, no, that's all really um, spot on. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I could just I could I can promise you Lou I, I I know I've known hundreds of priests in my life so many of them maybe all of them would say that hearing confessions is on a par with celebrating mass for them it is that beautiful of an experience for them I can only imagine having uh, you know a human being come to me and, and want to receive God's forgiveness through me. I mean, how how amazing would that be? And I know a lot of a lot of churches will put on like some Gregorian chant music or something to sort of uh, provide a little bit of you know noise in there. And maybe one other thought that I had is you could you could maybe set an appointment um, mm-hmm. with the priest and go you know privately in his office or something. So those are some things to think about, Luke. Go ahead, well, Deb. Well, you make a really good point, Jerry. I will tell you, Lou, this happened here in Phoenix. We had people that didn't like going to confession out in the open in the church. And so they went to the pastor and, and just, they said, Father, is there any way you can have the priests have the option where a person can be at a kneeler and they can and they can um, confess their sins to the side of the priest or they can walk around the kneeler and, and go face to face? And Father did that. So, it, you know, I think maybe... A, a gentle, um, you know, sharing with your pastor maybe might help everybody else too. I don't know. That that was a good yeah. thought, though, Jerry. All right. Okay, Lou. Okay, Lou. Is that, does that sound okay? Prevent, it's not prevented me from participating at all. I just find it somewhat um, awkward at times, and and I know yeah. others do. But uh, I just mm-hmm. thought I'd weigh in and see see what your thoughts were. Oh yeah, so I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, Thank we all you feel for it. doing so. We all Lou. feel it, Lou. Uh, Trust us. Yeah. <laughs> we all and feel yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you've you've really set the table for the phone calls with a very, I think, very crucial uh, topic that you brought up. So thank you, Lou, for calling there from Los Angeles. We appreciate that. Yeah. That will open a phone line. We're talking about how you prepare for the sacrament of confession. Um, you have a favorite examination of conscience. How much time do you actually take mm-hmm. before you do you like get to the church and, and you're doing your examination of conscience while you're waiting in line or you do that at home before you go to the church? Right. We can talk about a lot of these things. Well, well, and Jerry, you had an uncle who was he is a priest. He's he's passed on. He's passed. Mm-hmm. He's he's not with us any longer. Same with me. I had an uncle who's a priest. I mean, how I shouldn't say we all feel it, but how could you not feel it? I mean, I went to my uncle in confession. It was awkward. I mean, I kept thinking, oh, he's going to recognize me, and he did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so it's it's just awkward. It's human nature, I think, right? Well, I, I think I can speak for the majority of priests 
in saying they will respect you tremendously. A priest will respect you because you want to receive the healing graces from God and the forgiveness. And it doesn't matter what you confess. I, I know priests' hearts are moved tremendously by the humility that it takes to go into confession. So um, being concerned about, you know, the priest is going to see you the next you know, weekend at Mass and go, oh my goodness, I can't believe Debbie did this, this, and this. Right, you know? right, right, right. That just doesn't happen. doesn't happen. It, no, it doesn't. But it is, I, I think it is just an awkward thing because we're human beings and, we're, and mm-hmm. we're, we're in community and we're connecting and interacting with each other. You know, I, can you just share a little bit? I think that icon um, idea that uh, Matt was sharing in the, in the, um, in the, was it the Eastern Orthodox, right? Melkite, the Melkite yeah, Church. Melkite, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell, Matt said, I personally us? love that in the Melkite Church's confession, you face the icon of Jesus with the priest's hand on your shoulder, and it really helps you get in the zone of apologizing to God from whom we've separated ourselves by sin. Matt uh, continues, it's very moving, and the prayer of absolution has the priest citing times in Scripture uh, when God has forgiven sins through men. It's a beautiful experience. Um, mm-hmm. That sounds, it really sounds See, like See, the Melkite, right, you know, I, I, I often think, you know, we should do a show on the Byzantine, right, And because I find myself so drawn to that because of the icons. Do, are you big on icons? Because I'm big icons. on yeah, icons. absolutely, sure. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, let's hear what Tony has to say. Tony's in Portland, Oregon on Sirius XM 130. Hi, Tony. Hope Hello, you're going to add to this country, this uh, conversation. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I uh, just want to Trump that has to Tony, your phone is cutting out quite a bit, Tony. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, maybe in the area that you are. Do you want to try again? Um Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, you know, Portland, Portland, Oregon, we always, we're famous for the the rain here. We only have two seasons, uh, uh, summer and uh, winter, and it's <laughs> I, raining. So. I lived there almost 20 years, so I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. I it do, is raining, yes. so I don't know if that has to do with anything, but I just wanted to share that uh, for with your listeners that, um, there's no such thing as a good or bad confession. God loves us to come to Him, and I I I was uh, married and uh, about 25 years ago I got married, but I did not get married by church. And owning it, oh, we'll get married next year. We'll do something. No. Anyway, uh, during all that time, I was told that I couldn't go to confession. I couldn't go to church with my wife. Even though you know we were married by the Catholic faith, we were... and your phone is you've given us a, a little bit of a issue here again, Tony. Um, yeah. Let's see. Do you do you want to? Could you get enough uh, about anything there, Deb, to comment on Tony? Are, well, are you? Go ahead. Yeah, it sounds like maybe you you didn't have access, or you were told you couldn't go to confession. Maybe you couldn't receive absolution because there wasn't a, a plan forward. If uh, Tony were having such a hard time, maybe uh, you could call back um, when you have a better connection. But if that's the case, maybe we should talk. We should talk about that, Jerry. You know, there are times when you know if you go into the confession, the confessional, and you confess your sins, and there's not a plan of action to change and convert. It's not. It's not like you put a cord 
quarter in, you get a you get a gumball out, and you know you're good to go. Um, you know you really have to have a plan forward. Um, our dear friend and ministry who's in um, ministry with us, Adam Bly, talks about it all the time. Um, you you really got to come up with a plan of conversion, uh, steps to get out of your 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 sinful attachments, right, in order to really fully be free of everything and receives and receive fully God's mercy and forgiveness. So um, maybe that's the case. You know, some people do think, well, let me just wipe all the sins clean and then I'll go back and do the same thing I'm doing anyway. That's not exact. That's like the revolving door of the confessional is not a good idea. It doesn't it doesn't help the, the, the soul. What do you say to that, Jer? Well, we make promises in our act of contrition. You know, I promise to confess my sins, do penance, amend my life and avoid the occasion of sin of the future. So we've got to be serious about, like Debbie said, wanting to really repent and convert our lives. So we're talking about confession today. Here's the number. Get that open phone line that's there, 833-288-3986. How do you prepare for confession? That's what we're asking today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. We need you to weigh in and contribute to this conversation. Why? Because you, with your lived experiences, with your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding from the places that you live and the parish that you attend, it helps us and we grow together as the mystical body of Christ. Okay, here's the number, 833-288-3986. And Jerry, back to the phones we shall go. And Joe is waiting next in Madison, Ohio, on our friends at the Station of the Cross. Hi, Joe. Great, uh, great topic today, as always. I guess that's every day. Mm-hmm. Here's what I wanted to share. Um, we're talking about the reconciliation and as a cradle Catholic, I went through the rigmarole that a lot of us do fall away and come back and revert and all that. However, um, also, this I don't know if this falls under the topic of scrupulosity or not, but every once in a while I have been bugged or convicted that, gee, did I can really confess that? And what about those ones I forgot? No, I can't remember even. And so finally, I guess the Lord just touched my heart. And what I had done was I looked up a good examination of conscience, probably at EWTN, I'm sure it was, actually. Mm-hmm. And I just decided to go into the confessional, and I went face-to-face, and I said, Father, I said to him what I just said to you. I, I had so many things, I don't know which ones I never confessed, and I know that all sins are confessed if you make a good confession. However, it's bugging me. Can I do this with you? And he just looked at me so patiently and kind and the love in his eyes. And he said, go ahead. And I mm-hmm. and he was so patient, he let me go down that entire list that I wanted to go down and just let it all hang out, got it all off my chest. And, uh, and of course, he gave me uh, absolution, and, and uh, I went out and did my penance. And so it was so wonderful to walk away knowing, see, now I can't say I never did that. Satan can't mess with me anymore. I did it to the best of my ability. And I feel that God has freed me from those things. Mm. Wow. What a beautiful, from your heart, take on this topic, Joe. Thank you for being a part of the program. And I always like to go back to um, Psalm 
103 verse 12 if I have the the location of that right and it just says as far as the east is from the west so far as he cast our sins from us and I've heard the analogy made as well that uh, you know confession is like this giant lake you know and your sins are tossed into the lake and there's a no fishing sign on there you know we can't fish for those sins that we have confessed because they don't really exist anymore quite frankly they are they're annihilated and turned to nothing uh, when when Jesus uh, through the priest chooses to give us that sacramental forgiveness, so that is uh, yeah, I thought Joe's uh, Joe's comment was excellent, Debbie. What do you think? Well, um, I was a spiritual director for um, many years, and my quote unquote focus or specialty was scrupulosity, uh, mm-hmm. Joe and Jerry, and so um, I did a lot of uh, training and a lot of research, and um, there were a lot of a lot of people that came to me for. Um, for this exact situation. And I think the way Joe, you handled it was brilliant. Um, a lot, uh, a lot of times, um, a lot of times the priest will say, we'll make an appointment outside of the con- uh, confessional and we can spend some time if you want to just go through everything. I think that was brilliant. And to, to actually share with, with father that you, you may be, um, slightly approaching scrupulosity and you want to just make sure. But the beauty of the sacrament of confession is the catch all, uh, prayer, uh, the catch-all statement at the end of your confession where you say, for these and all my sins, I am sorry. That's a catch-all for, for exactly that so that you don't get fall into scrupulosity. But if you feel like, you know, scrupulosity is this this fear um, and this repetitive thought that you're constantly sinning and there's constant sins that are happening around you and 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 you know, that you've contributed and, and something of that nature. I would recommend scrupulousanonymous.org. They are an organization that has really helped a ton of people uh, process through these, th- these, these thoughts. Um, you know, many have said it's, it's, it's a form of like OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. Some have said that. And then some have said, you know, you cannot really master scrupulosity, but you can manage it. And mm. so I think, Joe, the way you handled it was beautiful. Yeah. I never heard that last thing you said. That actually makes a lot of sense. To manage it, not master yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah, not master yeah. it, but you can manage it. Yeah. Yeah, you can manage it. Mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, at some time in our lives, there's probably a little scrupulosity in all of us. Um, but, uh, you know, I think if we pray to Jesus, especially when we're using, uh, taking advantage of the sacrament of confession, just pray to Jesus, help me to know in my heart, in the depths of my being, that my sins are forgiven because they are. So help me, right. help me to feel, you know, if you need a, an emotional feeling or an intellectual ability to grasp that, I think Jesus will give that to you. Right. Right. Beautiful. Okay, Daniel's up next in Boston, Massachusetts, and Daniel is also listening on the Station of the Cross. Hi, Daniel. Hello, Debbie and Jerry. I am Russian Orthodox, and our confession is preceded by an approximately one-and-a-half-hour vigil ceremony. Um, I experienced it as preparation both for the confession and liturgy the following morning. It is consists of chanted psalms and Bible readings. There are lots of candles and incense. We can confess like Roman Catholics do. Uh, there is a printed formula which I read uh, once a month by candlelight. I do the other way weekly. Uh, the very first time I read that printed one, I turned around and looked at the priest and said, well, I guess that covers everything, and then some. I wanted him to know I didn't do everything that was on that list. Um, 
the absolution contains a phrase for absolving our sins committed, both voluntary and involuntary. Mm. You know, I'm not so sure how sinful an involuntary act is, but it's very meaningful to me that there is an acknowledgement that that there are involuntary shortcomings that we commit. Toward the end of the service, there is the blessing with sacred oil where the priest makes the sign of the cross on our forehead, and I experience that as, okay, you've been sealed with absolution, be good at least until communion tomorrow, and then some afterwards. Um, That about covers the confession. Debbie, my first exposure to the Byzantine Rite was in the early 1970s with, at a parish mission, a redemptorist priest uh, invited um, people from a local Byzantine church to conduct a liturgy in our Roman Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have for today. Thank you very much. Wow. Well, and real quickly, Daniel, I just want to say, I think the Russian Orthodox um, liturgies and, and practices are so deep, so mystical, and, and, and quite amazing. Now, I just want to make sure that we, we can understand this. So the, I just want to make sure I've got this correct. The, in the Russian Orthodox Church, you're not under uh, the Pope, correct? You have a patriarch? Hey, correct, the Patriarch of Moscow. Okay, that's what I, okay, so, and then there's other Byzantine rites that are under the Pope, so we, um, and, 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 and then, of course, our Roman rite. So, Daniel, um, again, you have, you have a lot of icons. You use icons, too, right? I do. Yeah. I do. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Have you been to a Russian Orthodox? Have you, I actually have seen a few on, online. It's actually amazing what Daniel's yeah. talking about. Yeah, it sounds like something I would love to experience. What an amazing, beautiful tradition that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. this is this is incredible. Thank so you. thank you. Thank you for everybody weighing in. Okay, so where where would you like to go next? Jerry, I just wanted to let everyone know real quickly before we keep going with the phones. Folks, you got to tune in tomorrow on Unscripted. You have to, please. If you love Take Two, if you've been journeying with us for eight years or eight minutes, uh, tune in tomorrow because we have some really big news tomorrow, and it's exciting, and it's all part of the Take Two family. Jer? Okay. Amanda is calling today from Lake Charles, Louisiana, listening on Sirius XM 130. Greetings, Amanda. Hello. I'm calling again, but I love y'all's topics and uh, practice confession. Um, I've been on a journey about confession, and it means so much in my life. Um, you know, growing up, you have the tendency of being kind of shameful, going to a priest, um, saying your sins. And I remember I just graduated high school, and I just felt the weight of the world on my shoulders, and I just needed the healing that the world wasn't providing. So uh, during one of the Easter Lenten um, confessions, I got in line, which I picked the shortest line. Then I realized I was going in person. So I'm I'm shaking, sweating, scared. And when I went, I was like, well, Lord, you know, I, I'm just, I'm here to do it because I'm out of options. And I closed my eyes and just did this humongous confession. And I have to say that feeling of walking out of that confession I I felt like I could float. I, I my shoulders released. It was such a blessing from God. Right. And I 
from starting from that, um, now I go to confession once or twice a month, or if I commit a sin, I um, I just feel in my soul I have to get to confession. Mm-hmm. Um, we were blessed before our recent priest, he just left. He used to do confession right before Mass, every single Mass, which I think is a beautiful thing, because if we're supposed to receive communion in a state of grace, then there needs to be many opportunities to go to confession. Um, and so, and also it's helped my husband. Uh, I, you know, try not to preach at him, but he'll even um, go to confession. He's like, I need to go to confession. So I know that he is listening to me. Um, but confession, and I have suffered from scrupulosity, which I'm going to look up that scrupulous uh, anonymous, Mm-hmm. Um, cause sometimes I do feel like, you know, there's no way to be perfect. Um, and in everything could be a sin, but like they said, only Jesus can be perfect. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. So that's helped me to realize me claiming to be perfect would be trying to claim I'm Jesus. And I've learned, um, just through guidance of others that, you know, God is calling us for giving us this blessed sacrament uh, mm-hmm. to be able to relieve us of our sins, uh, get us back on a straight path, and, and truly to where I've been and where I've come, I prayed that prayer. I was like, Lord, this this um, sacrament scares me, but show me. I want to fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. I, I want to utilize it. And mm-hmm. now I'll even tell people, uh, if I haven't been to confession in a while, it's like, I just need to get to confession. It's yeah. been a medicine for me. Hmm. Yeah. Amanda, you're spot on. We love you. We love you to pieces. You're incredible. Thank you so much for weighing in today. You, Everything you said is going to help other souls today, and that's important. I mean, we're heading into the weekend, so a lot of people will have opportunities on Saturday to go to confession. And you are spot on completely with this idea of having access to confession before Mass. Um, at the Newman Center, where I live, um, for all the college-age kids, they, they have confession right before mass um, so that the college kids can can get in there and and receive the sacrament of reconciliation before um, entering into our sacred liturgy and and so you're you're spot on about that also you hit a home run when you talked about this idea of floating and feeling very light I couldn't agree more I sometimes I found myself skipping I'm not joking skipping like a little five-year-old outside out of the confessional and it's hilarious how your body just reacts to the feeling of being free. So I, and, and another thing you said that just triggered in my mind, something that needs to be shared with everyone. You, you have the opportunity folks to either have this fear, um, of, of, oh, I, you know, I've got to confess. This is, there's a fear that happens. Um, or you can have this sense of freedom. So it's how you look at it. If you, if, if somebody says to you, um, let's go to confession. If your first thought is fear, then that's not exactly good. You should you should kind of uh, you know process that a bit. But if if somebody says, says let's go to confession and your first thought is freedom, yep, you got it right, Amanda. Right, Jerry. Well, Jerry, you comment. Yeah. No, I, I was just going to say we get to go to confession. 
it's kind of like the, what I say about uh, holy days of obligation. I like to call, call them holy days of privilege. Every time the Mass is celebrated, we get to go. Anytime a priest is hearing confessions, we get to receive that sacrament. It's not a have to, but a get to. So, Amanda, do you have any thoughts for what Debbie was sharing? No, that's spot on. It, it generally, it, it's okay to be scared, but just making that effort. I, I feel like there's many blessings to go beyond your fear to just go get that relief from from confession. It it, it truly is a medicine, and it, it your days are brighter. And, and what a blessing! How awesome is it to be Catholic that we have a true way to be forgiven? I I, I feel so much better about myself knowing that God gave this to the priest. And I get to go confess to Jesus. I feel okay with myself now. No, oh. and well, you should, Amanda. And I have a feeling, based on what you have shared, which is obviously from your beautiful heart, a lot of other people are going to maybe take a second look at confession who otherwise saw it maybe in a way that different from what you did. So, thank you, Amanda, from Lake Charles, Louisiana. Appreciate that. Um, hang on the line if you're there. We're going to try to get to as many as we can. First, I want to tell you quickly about EWTN Bookmark with Doug Keck. It's Saturday afternoons, 4:30 Eastern Time on EWTN Radio, and we need to understand the history and the future of the sexual revolution, which is the most serious part of all. And Doug will talk with a Catholic author, Bishop Peter J. Elliott, on his book, The Sexual Revolution, History, Ideology, Power. And together they will help us understand the history and future of the sexual revolution, which is the most serious part of all. So that's EWTN Bookmark with Doug Keck, Saturday afternoons at 4.30 Eastern Time, right here on many of these same EWTN stations. I love that show. That's one of the shows that I definitely tune into. Okay, Jesus, you're up next in Brownsville, Texas on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, Jesus. Welcome. Hi, and uh, thank you so much for having me. Sure. Um, I was um, uh, had called earlier, and um, you had uh, recommended that I... Uh, uh, do my sacrament and call in uh, and set it up an appointment because it wasn't uh, something that I have done um, in, the, in the past for a while. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I went, I did your recommendation, I called and I set up an appointment and I went to go see the priest and uh, I feel I've been touched by God's grace. I feel mm-hmm. great. Uh, wow. Uh, just, uh, I feel so much lighter. I feel... Uh, I feel peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I I just uh, I just can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I just feel the most wonderful feeling in my whole life, and it's because God's in my heart. Yeah. Wow, Jesus, you use a lot of adjectives to describe how you feel, and every one of them, I think, is very applicable to your situation and would be applicable to any, anybody else's situation as well. Um, God bless you. And see, you, you set up that appointment with the priest. Sometimes we need to do that if it's been a while since we've been to confession. Um, you know, don't go on the regular line on Saturday afternoon or something. Set an appointment with the priest. You can get, make kind of a general confession. Sometimes we call it a lifetime confession. Um, I've done that a few times over the years. You can't do it really that often, the full lifetime general confession. But you can if it's been a while, Debbie, since, uh, since somebody's been to confession. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Hey, Zeus, I'm very emotional, so it's really hard for me to compose myself and, and share, but all I can say is 
Praise be to God. It's so awesome. God's grace, God's mercy, the love you have for God, the effort you made, and now you're experiencing such a beautiful freedom. And I and we just want everything that is good and holy and wonderful for you, Jesus, because you you can see and you can hear that your heart is in the right place. So God bless you and and keep us posted. Let us journey with you, okay? Thank you so very much. Thank you. Oh, God Thank bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, let's get over to Chris, who is in Troy, Michigan, listening on Pox at Bonum Radio. Good day to you, Chris. Welcome. Well, uh, thank you. Actually, it's Troy, New York. Oh, Troy, New York. What did I say? Troy, Michigan. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking Troy, right New at York. it, Chris. So, <laughs> yeah, Troy, New York. Pardon Home me of for Uncle that. Sam. Home yeah. of Uncle Sam. Yeah. So, thanks but, for um, calling. Thank you. Uh, well, the reason I called was, you know, I uh, actually came back to the church probably three years ago, and uh, when COVID was going on, and I would, uh, you know, had to make an appointment with the priest to uh, do confession because they weren't doing it in the church. So I got used to uh, meeting with Father and uh, doing it face-to-face, and uh, in you know, I, I really love this priest. He's, uh, you know, been very loving and, you know, understanding and has helped me a lot, you know. But, you know, I deal with this sin. This, it's obsessive and it's a compulsive and it's habitual. And um, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll practice this sin and I stay away from confession out of embarrassment, mm-hmm. you know. But I wind up going anyways. You know, I'll go a couple weeks without going because I could probably go every other week. You know, and uh, but it's embarrassing. But he, you know, he makes it so easy for me to come back. But yet I still, I've even you know pre-shopped. I've gone to other churches, you know, rather than going back to the same priest because out of embarrassment, you know, and. Uh, I don't know. It's, I need to go this week. I, I need to go Saturday. You know, I just made. My, I'm 62, and I just made my confirmation this year. And um, but I really, I, I suffer from the scrupulosity too because this is, you know, a, same, a shameful sin that I'm caught up in and have been since childhood, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I still go to confession, and I feel mm-hmm. clean afterwards. And mm-hmm. you know, and um, it, Chris, I, I just want to say the confession really has yeah. helped me a lot. Sure. You know, it does sure. make me feel clean. Mm-hmm. But and it's a healing sacrament, and that's the that's the intent. It's to heal um, your spirit, your mind, uh, you know, and it, your soul. It's important. Um, God wants us to 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 be, um, you know, healed in that sense with with pardon and peace. But Chris, I, a couple things. Are you open for a, just a couple suggestions? Because um, Jerry and I are both life coaches, and I want you to have ultimate freedom from all this, Chris. Are you open to a couple suggestions? Yes. 
Okay. Okay. Couple things. I would go back to the priest that you feel most comfortable with speaking with, and I would just lay it out there like you just did with us and say, listen, this is an ongoing thing that just keeps haunting me and, and sticking with me. And I can't seem to master it or manage it or check it, you know, or put it on the shelf or, you know, put it in its right place and away from me. Um, you need a plan, Chris. And that may, that may, um, you might, you may have to bring in maybe a therapist, a coach, um, a spiritual director, your priest to try and really get through this because you're not alone in this, Chris. I think many of us have those habitual sins and that's why people, you know, go to confession and, and, the, and we, and some of us, you know, joke that it's like a revolving door. We're going in confessing the same sins over and over again. So I would just get a support team, a spiritual support team around you, Chris, um, so that you can be supported in this and trying to um, put this in its proper place away from you so you can have um, a sustained freedom. Um, and, and, and going to confession is wonderful, but we want you to have long-term success with this. Um, and remember something that Amanda said, the previous caller right before you, as she hit another home run, she made the comment that, you know, we're not perfect like Jesus. And so, you know, we're, we're human beings, um, with, you know, we're already, we already have problems with, with, with sin coming, you know, thanks to Adam and Eve and everything that has transpired. Okay. But God will step in. So if we put our effort just a little bit and we say, Lord, please make up the rest, you can do this, Chris, and you can be, you can be free of this once and for all of the things that are kind of, uh, kind of weighing you down. So I would just encourage you to look for those, so that support, spiritual support team around you. Jerry. Chris, all I can add to the great response Debbie gave you is another uh, little assignment or a suggestion. Uh, get your Bible out, read 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, that's the famous chapter that has St. Paul, you know, he talks about, you know, the thorn that was in his flesh, you know, scholars have debated what that is over the decades, but he begged God three times to remove the thorn from his flesh, and God's response to him in prayer was, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. So even if you find yourself confessing the same thing, every day of your life if you are serious about wanting to confess it and you mean that you are sorry and contrite see we, we get these what like to call besetting sins you know these are sins that uh, we just do uh, kind of over and over they we, we fight against sounds like you're fighting against this i think god is very pleased chris with what you're the, the way you're approaching this what do you think well i want to thank you and uh, i have taken comfort in you know paul you know where he talks about you know the will that I choose to do, I don't do, and that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The good that I will to do, I don't do, and, you know. I, I do the very things I hate, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you're making an effort in the right direction, Chris, and God sees all. He sees all of that. Okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We're not going to get to Juan and Angel and the others. We're so sorry. We'll read all of your comments. Um, there's great comments about confession and spiritual direction and all sorts of things. Folks, we'll, we will revisit this again. This is too important of a sacrament. We, we have to, I think, several times a year. And, and Father Wade Menezes told us to keep going. So that's, that's what we're going to do, Father. So if you're listening, we're going to keep talking about the sacraments. Uh, tomorrow is our unscripted show. It is a, an exciting show. Please tell all your friends you got to tune in tomorrow. Jerry Usher has big news tomorrow. Okay? Until then, have a beautiful and blessed day. St. Joseph, please pray for us.